There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him. And joining with me tonight, Steph. Hi, I'm Steph. I play Artemisia and our pronouns are she, her. Josh. Hi, I play Spin and our both of our pronouns are he, him. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I play uh, Deandra, and her pronouns are she, her, and my pronouns are both and or any. And guest star, Johnny Scott. Hi, I'm Johnny Scott. I, uh, he, him, and I will be playing Samuel Adams. Also, he, him. Samuel Adams. We'll, we'll okay. explore that in a second. We'll explore that in a second. <laughs> I love Samuel uh, Adams. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, how are you, you know, a part of the Geekly community? And, you know, have you been, uh, do you play TTRPGs often or been on any podcasts? Uh, I have been part of the Geekly community for a long time. Eight years yeah. now. A long time. Like 2015, yeah. I think I started listening to stuff. And yeah. Got back on my Twitter account and started talking to everybody. I've been playing tabletop stuff for a long time uh recently i've been on a hiatus just for no reason games fall apart things happen but everybody yeah. uh, kids yeah life kids, life everything <laughs> life. Yeah. yeah but uh no happy to be coming back to play a game um i guess start on i don't know quite a few different things okay uh, great well welcome we're excited for you to be here and uh it definitely wasn't coordinated with with matthew being gone we were expecting all of us to be here so matthew will probably join back up with us next week so we will look forward to that but unfortunately without matthew we are losing a very <laughs> big part of what we do in the beginning which is the recap is there like a brave soul that wants to try to tackle that at all no, nobody. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> I punched a well, dude's guts out. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we. there was a big fight and... There was an explosion. Left. I had some character flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To my to my country upbringing. Uh, and, then, and then Deandra pressed the big red self-destruct button. Yeah. <laughs> And we all ran out. Two explosions, yeah. And then we ran out with not the wizard guy, but the other guy. The the guy who had uh, tater tots instead yeah, of nuggets, right? Yeah, so Professor Abronsius, <laughs> who was 
an ex-colleague of Professor Gunderson. Uh, they had both spent time in a faction called the League of Pernicious Academia. Um, he too had uh, essentially minions. Uh, they were the Taterheads, these like small spud-like creatures that I think I described them as like being a little bit more like rough and tumble with like yeah. Rambo knives and like, <laughs> you know, they had like eye patches and like utility belts and stuff like that. Um, I believe he was able to snatch up two of them uh, on his escape due to Deandra self-destructing the uh, lab that he had built, um, which is kind of nearby campus, kind of underground of campus. So we'll see if that has an impact on what's going on <laughs> in campus. Like everything else, we were introduced both to Artemisia's uh, parents, um, Candy and Dolly. Dolly yeah. And um, kind of a, a little bit about Artemisia's past and her upbringing. Um, so we learned a little backstory there. And we were also introduced to two new factions, uh, the Two Fang Dynasty, kind of like a, a vampire organization, um, which we kind of found out halfway through that these gimp suit creatures were a lot more than they seemed. Uh, and then another faction, which was Necro Exorcitus, uh, who is kind of like a death cult. Uh, and they had a wizard or which eventually I uh, called a warlock and uh, their ghouls. And he kind of cast a spell and got away uh, before the explosion went off. Um, but for some reason, all of these factions uh, want Artemisia. And I think that's kind of where we're at. But before we get back into the story, um, the camera pans and we fall on a scene which is currently shrouded in nighttime. The moonlight splashes over what looks like a cobblestone roadway, and you hear the barking of dogs and the loud revelry of drunkards kind of walking from tavern to tavern out in the streets. The camera starts to pan a little bit away from this excitement, and it goes into the window of what looks like a warehouse and the the wood and the structure itself is very damp um, it is well worn and uh, the architecture is very old as well as the camera continues to go into this building it comes into a very active scene before you there are two people kind of like in a standoff and there are several bodies littered around them and on one end, you find a man who is wearing what looks like a leather duster. He has two flintlock pistols in his hand. And on the other end, there is what looks like this wizard type guy. He's wearing, once again, a cloak. And, you know, he has like gold uh, kind of filigree lining all over this cloak. And the two of them are standing off and... Uh, the one with the gun kind of looks at him and goes, Your days of terrorizing the people of London ends today, you monster. And the warlock smiles and he says, I am every bit human as you are, Hunter. There are now monsters everywhere, but I am not one of them. And the hunter starts to look around and he sees that his dead companions start to rise up, the life gone from their eyes, but they imme immediately like hurtle towards him. 
the hunter is able to get one shot off and strikes the warlock uh, in the midsection and is immediately attacked by these ghouls that were once his companion. And the warlock kind of like smiling and, and chuckling to himself while he holds this like bleeding wound says, well, maybe my pursuits may be more monstrous than human. And he starts walking out of this warehouse. As he enters into the kind of like moonlit and gas lamp light streets, this warlock finds uh, what looks like a large building. And as he walks through the doorway, you can see this sign swinging and it says like Abbott Orphanage. And he goes to a large room and finds himself in a room full of orphans. He walks up to the closest person, this young boy, probably no older than 15 or 14 years of age. And the boy's eyes start to open as he hears the footsteps. And this warlock places his hand over this boy's mouth and starts to speak in this infernal language. And the boy's eyes go wide and he starts squirming, but he's unable to speak or breathe. And then his eyes start to sleepily close. The warlock lifts up this child and goes, you will save my life, child. Just know that your life has been in vain and your life essence will fuel me to kill more people. And he takes this child out of this orphanage. In a nearby dark alleyway, he starts to cast another infernal spell, and the life force is slowly drained out of this young boy and is placed into the warlock, and you can see that his flesh is starting to knit back. The blood, you know, that is staining his cloak starts to kind of not be as damp, and he starts to walk normally and walks away from this deformed and desiccated child's body. Now, Sam, you wake up in a dark alleyway and you're disoriented and you're wondering why you're not in bed at the orphanage that you have been at for the last, who knows, five plus years. And you're kind of walking around and you see a man walking down the street and you automatically go to this adult and you're like pleading for help. Hello, please help. And it just, and the man ignores you. He doesn't give you the time of day whatsoever. You find it odd that he won't even cast a look at you. He just completely ignores you. So you continue on your way and you make your way into a tavern. There are numerous adults and they're all eating and talking and drinking. And once again, you try to beckon to one of these people. Please, anybody, please, I need help. Nobody pays attention to you and you are flabbergasted. Why are these adults ignoring you? Like you get it, I'm an orphan, but I'm a person too. They, they need to help you. You are a young child. You are unable to make your way back to your orphanage. And you kind of just sit there, crestfallen, defeated. You start to kind of pity for yourself. And you just sit there for who knows how long, just waiting for somebody, anybody to pay attention to you. And you just hear conversations. You hear adults talking about this and that. And you start to hear about these bodies that are showing up, emaciated, desecrated, 
missing children, people dying and going missing, and you realize now what has happened. There was a brief moment when you woke up, you looked upon the face of the person who took your life, and you realize now that this person has been doing this to other people. So you start investigating and you start learning more and more about these missing people and you find yourself eventually learning about a death cult, something that people whisper, they call it the army of darkness. But you do know now that this faction is called Necro Exorcitus and that a warlock by the name of Darko was the one that took your life and is using your life essence to fuel himself to kill more people. And now you're on a path of vengeance. You eventually meet some people that are able to see you and you're shocked at first because you realize now that you are no longer alive, but a ghost, a ghost that is still here. And these people start to interact with you and you find out that they're special too and they call themselves hunters, and they actually align with you, and they decide to help you go on the hunt for these warlocks that are killing humans and creating monsters out of them. And for a while, you find that your little kind of group, your partners, you're very successful. You've killed you know, numerous ghouls and zombies, monsters. You've even killed some acolytes and, and some low-level warlocks. But by the time you get to the end goal, where you are about to achieve your vengeance, you find out that this faction has moved to this brand new land, this kind of like, you know, uh, a country that has just begun and that we are starting to explore. And you find out that they have gone to a place called America and you yourself have made your way to America. And that is the beginning of the story of Johnny Scott's character, who we call Samuel Adams. Hell <laughs> so yeah. inspiring. The I hunter archetype of the monstrous playbook, The Ghost. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we take the camera and it pans back to our group of hunters that we have come to know here in Carthago, Rhode Island, uh, in the year of 2023. I guess the New Year's just happened. Great! <laughs> Our hunters find themselves uh, kind of directly after this most recent uh, mystery and battle. Um, but Artemisia and Spin, you're having a conversation. What's going on? Uh, so I, I would have gone... Where does Spin live? Are we like right out still outside of that place or have we like This is like after. Yeah, this is completely up to okay. you. It, you you might yeah. have spent, you know, the day kind of recovering and maybe you're back in your dorm or something like that. Okay. Do you live in in campus or do you live off of campus? Spin lives on campus. Okay. Okay, so so uh Aramisia would probably like come by your place and bring like a a cupcake and you know, knock on your door and come in and, and give you this cupcake and be like, um, I don't really have any friends and I 
don't think I've ever really had any friends. And you got really, really hurt um, trying to help me and save me. So I, I think you might be my best friend. Um, and I'm really sorry that you got hurt trying to help me. Uh, spin blushes and also like, like becomes like big and strong for a second. No, not even for a second. He just like kind of inflates a bit to be like more muscular on accident. And he's like, then does like an aw shucks. Um, the room is sparse. There's like damn near nothing in it. Okay. <laughs> it's like a, like the the dorm accoutrement, and then like that's it. Um, and then you see a closet full of white shirts and blue jeans. <laughs> like no posters or <laughs> no anything. posters, none of that. Yeah, I uh, did. I get hurt. I barely feel it. And I'm like looking over my arms and stuff, very wrapped up in bandages. Yeah, <laughs> like still bleeding probably. <laughs> trying to like play it off and be cool <laughs> yeah. uh one gulps the cupcake easy um yeah so i just wanted to tell you thank you um yeah for sure anytime always you're welcome yeah. this is all really crazy and i don't like it but i'm glad i have you sure okay um bye she like scurries off. She still does not have shoes on, by the way, because her <laughs> boots got lost or stolen. That's true. That I forgot mm-hmm. that you don't have boots. Yeah, no, I've, ah. I do not have shoes on at any time. And then we find ourselves uh, kind of all together. Uh, Gunderson had asked everybody to join him the following day uh, at the... Well, no longer called DJ Pauly D Center of the Sciences, because I believe he had broken like the, yeah. the placard uh, that denoted that. So it is currently just the Center of the Sciences uh, with no uh, name associated to it. And he says, mm, well, what, what is our next move here? Are we going after your parents, Artemisia? Oh, I don't know. It is. So the problem is that I want to ask him about all of his fucking people from this, the wizard and shit. But I, I also want to leave that for Matthew to explain. So. <laughs> well, uh, I think I need to do some research. So if the three of you want to go ahead, I will stay back with... Albronzius, and we will take a look into some of these factions. Okay, maybe we'll get Deandra to help us with a little more, like, boots-on-the-ground kind of research. Yeah. Please yeah. take her with you. I do not want her okay. lingering around here. She smells okay. like whiskey and regret. Make sure you go to the library and fuck that librarian who was into you. Uh, uh, you know that my... Only love is the pursuit of knowledge. Uh-huh. I will never sully myself with a, a woman like that. You don't have to love her. <clears throat> Please go, go. Allow <laughs> me to get to my academia. <laughs> is Deandra there? Like, do we have to drag her out or is she doing something? I'd probably be there. Um, is there a way I could have patched myself up at all? Uh, so, yeah, I-, I would say that, you know, 24 hours of basic like first aid might give you one harm back so you can heal one harm. Okay. Can I, am I still unstable? Yes, you are unstable uh, unless you might spend some time at the hospital or there is some other way that we can. Maybe that's what we do then. We go to the (laughs) hospital. (laughs) We could do that. I don't know. Is there something 
other than the hospital we can do everybody we can go talk to the med students uh yes you know what that's a better idea that's true we could do that yeah let's go talk to the med students and yeah. like let's give them some free practice yeah. right because i mean that that's how I get my dental and work done. I think they use vodka to sterilize everything, so we could have a drink. I need a drink. Or do you drink? Yeah. Okay, so do you guys make your way to the med students? Yes. 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 I don't know if there's a med building or something, but <laughs> yes. college, of course there is. Of course there yeah. is. Yeah. There, there's there's like an associated clinic and hospital, and you know most of the college students probably go there for free health care, which is. Rather, like, not suspicious, but, like, it's not the best in care that you could get, but it's free. But it's also Brown Community College, and people are dying here, like, on the reg, so... Now, is it human medicine, or is it veterinary medicine? <laughs> well, their specialty is veterinary medicine, but they do have a small section <laughs> okay. for That just means medicine. they have ketamine. That's why so many people are dying here. Yeah. Let's go ketamine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get fixed up by some med students for free. That sounds... It's better than having to report anything to the police or <laughs> pay for yeah, medical care. I don't deal with that shit at all. Well, I'm a wanted murderer, most likely. So I think going to the hospital will just cause problems. And and the med student looks to you and is like, uh, um, I'm so sorry. What was your name again? Um, Paula. Oh, okay. Do you have a last name, Paula, or is it just Paula? Paula Dean. <laughs> Paula Dean. I'm so sorry, Paula Dean. I don't have you in our system as a student. You have to be a student to be able to receive care here. Um, you know, we do have a local hospital nearby, though. Uh, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, take this this nurse or whatever to the side and be like, it's not her legal name. She's registered oh. under a dead name, but don't oh. mention it or she'll get traumatized oh. again. And I give the name of a male student that I know. Oh, oh, of course. Oh, that's my mistake. Paula Dean. Oh, I just misspelled it. OK, um, yes, of course. Come on in, please, please. OK, um, I also going to I'm going to give my uh, my my new move a try. Um that I just got from leveling up. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Okay. If that's okay. Um, so it's often overlooked. Uh, I'm going to act all kind of crazy to like get suspicion off of me. Okay. And so I roll versus weird. And if I get a high enough number, I can be un- unthreatening or unimportant. Okay. So like this person won't think anything of me getting medical attention. Um, I got a seven. So I'm going to say I'm unthreatening. Okay. So, you know, they do attend to you and they're able to, um, you know, essentially wrap bandages that have some kind of, you know, poultice or some kind of, you know, gel that helps with your burns. And it alleviates that uh, unstable um, factor of your harm, but you have only recovered one harm and now you are stable. So that still places you, I think you were at what, four? So now you're at, uh, I was at four so now and now you're I'm at three. three yeah. Um, and yeah. that is technically what it takes you kind of like out of that unstable uh, threshold anyway, as well. Now, before we continue, uh, I would like Alex for your character uh, to do what we do at the beginning of every mystery arc, which is connect the dots. Yeah, I'm going to start connecting some dots. Um, yeah, I will do that. Let me roll. 
that beautiful bean footage. Dots, 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 dots. Everybody. I got a 12, actually. Okay, so that is incredibly successful. Yeah, I, c- I have three I can hold. I have three holds. Now, do you have any questions you would like to ask at this point? Um, well, we're not dealing with a monster as of yet. Um, but we currently... What we're looking, what I'm looking into is Artemisia and why people are after her. Um, the first thing I'm going to ask is, is or try to figure out, is this connected to the previous mysteries that we have investigated at this campus? Yes. Um, the the, the answer to that question is going to be um, partially yes. Uh, you believe that. Well, we never explored the portal, the hole that went to the other side after <laughs> our first session, I think it was. Uh, we did not and know. Uh, so you feel like that has some potential uh, connection to what is currently going on. It seems like maybe the discovery of this portal to the other has stirred up different factions which places Artemisia Artemisia in the center. And that's all the information I'm going to give you for this one question. Okay. All right. I'm going, I guess, uh, shoot. I'm going to hold for now. Um, Hold my other two for now. I'm going to, I'm going to try to talk to Artemisia after I get patched up. Hey, 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 um, um, Artemisia, Artie, um, so are uh, 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 do you trust your parents is that I is that a thing I don't know anymore I right I mean, before a few days ago I would have said yes but like they right. have my number they could just call me so I don't right. know what's this I I didn't think that they were involved in any of this weird shit it's I'm right. very confused do you think their intent was to bring you to them or do you think their intent was to get rid of you? Do you like, I don't know. So wait, I'm sorry. That question was, are you asking if you think that her parents are trying to get rid of her? I'm asking Artemisia if that's what she believes. And like genuine doubt is setting in. So like, you know, in her brain, she's like, no, that's crazy. Like, they love me. They've protected me my whole life. But then at the same time, like, they also just sent a robot man to kidnap me. So apparently. So now, like, do you think they hired just the robot man or do you think they hired? It kind of feels like they were all coming there for me. And so I don't I don't know if they hired all of them or if. There's like some factions involved. I don't know. You've been doing this longer than me. Are there like groups out there? Apparently Gundy was in some group. He knew all those guys. There's tons of them. Most of them are awful. Oh, great. Yeah. And I I, I would recommend not trusting any one of them. I mean, OK, personally. yeah, well, that's so fair. And I'm not like super inclined to. So I, I, I'm going to present you with a couple of options. OK. This is what what a couple options that I, I see. One, we go face your parents face to face. They're in Montana. I mean, I can steal a car. It's That's not that fair. Big of you. Two, 
you change your aesthetic, you change your name, and you go into hiding. Ooh, I hate that. I know. But you're, I mean, that it's an option. Or three, we just kind of go about our business and keep murdering the people that try to come and get you. <laughs> I mean, that one's <sighs> seems the most dangerous. They're all bad. Yeah. I don't like. Unless you have a better option. To, I don't. I mean, I mean, we could. Maybe I should. Maybe I should do a disguise for now. Okay. Maybe we should do a disguise okay, for now. Okay. Um, okay. So, all right. Gotta get Normie. Yeah. Bit. Okay. We should go ask Spin. He's, he'll, he'll know what to do there. Yeah. That, yes. I'm bad at blend, blending it. Well, uh, yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> and as you have this conversation and you leave the medical compound here at Brown Community College, just as about you are to exit this building, you actually collide into a young man. Now, Sam, do you go by Sam or Samuel? I think it's changed over the years, uh, Sam. So Sam, you are taken by surprise. Um, It is very rare for you to have anybody interact with you physically unless you choose to have that interaction. But yet you have just collided with this woman here and uh, you look upon this woman and Artemisia, can you describe yourself briefly for us? Fat Wednesday Adams. You have collided into (laughs) what looks like Fat Wednesday Adams. Uh, Pardon, wait. wait, Oh, uh, God, sorry. I'm um, sorry, I wasn't, um, sorry. Can, can you see me? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Um, well. Can, can I see this person? So, Deandra, you do not see oh. Artemisia interacting with anything. She oh, okay. is basically talking to blank air. Now, it is up to Sam to then allow himself to be seen by other characters. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, oh, sorry. This, <laughs> this doesn't happen very often um Uh, okay is everything okay uh yeah no it's just uh, sorry this guy's anyways um look yeah let's we can go to spins oh or is this is this a friend of yours Uh, deandra yeah what yeah oh okay uh what What? i i wave my hands kind of from above my head and then down my body and just kind of Kind of appear. Are we being conked? <laughs> um, have I seen ghosts before? <laughs> I've seen ghosts yeah, before. Well, yeah, I mean that yeah. one session we played with oh, a bunch yeah, of we, ghosts. Oh yeah, we did. We, we yeah, killed yeah. the ghost. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, hello. Uh, this this is really really a new experience for me. I I mean I I know some you know of you skin bags whatever. Excuse um, me, but. I don't know very many who who can just run into me and kind of. <laughs> Are you know? calling women skin oh, bags? No, no, what? No, 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 uh, no. Uh, sorry. Like I said, this doesn't happen very often. Um, I'm Samuel. Uh, uh, Artemisia. I, I do not shake it. I do not shake his hand. And as she says her name, Artemisia you immediately realize that this is the person that you have been looking for. So for Samuel, you have been working with a group of hunters for quite some time now. 
And unfortunately, this last group of hunters took a very hard blow in the last um, altercation with Necro Exorcitus. The two hunters that you fought alongside with for uh, quite a while, uh, one of them has actually been captured and the other was severely injured. And they asked you to help find their daughter, Artemisia. And since you have been hunting with them for some time now, you feel like it is important for you to find her and possibly bring her back to, well, her one parent because the other is currently missing. Uh, Artemisia, did you say Artemisia? Yeah. Uh, you, you may think uh, me kind of out there, not that you have any other reason not to, but um, I need you to come with me. Deandra, shoot him. I can't shoot ghosts. Don't you do that voodoo thing and then they vanish? Isn't that why we did the... He's a ghost? Uh, yeah, I think so. Please, please don't shoot me. <laughs> well, no, but that won't work. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, stand behind Deandra. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did, we did all this before. Before, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look at the ghost and be like, uh, before you go all crazy and start murdering other students, we're probably gonna do some magic and then what? turn you into a ball of light or whatever. I, I mean, unless this is a student, student faculty of, uh, of warlocks, of course not, but... You need to, like, get in line, because, like, I've been... People have been trying to snatch me all week, and I'm done with it. Yeah, we're kind of done with that. I can understand your, your hesitancy, but I, I really insist that you must... You must follow where I go. Uh, I Cool story. Bye. I know your parents. <laughs> so she like turned to walk away. And then when he says that freezes completely and turns back around is uh, the ghost isn't lying, is it? Or does my mm. does my ability to does my ability to tell if anyone lies to me work on oh, ghosts? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> OK, is, is the ghost no, lying? The ghost is not lying. All right. I'm going to look at Artemisia and be like, Tell the truth. Okay. Uh, you haven't unleashed a vampire or a robot man or a potato yet. So you seem the coolest of the ones so far. Thank you. If I listen to you, will you, if we, if I don't, will you tell me what is going on? Oh, I would love to. Great. Okay, I'm gonna call Spin, and we're gonna go to a bar, and I'm gonna get ripped uh, while we figure this out, okay? Lead the way. Okay, so yeah, I'll call Spin. I get him to meet us at, like, the campus bar. Okay. Which is called what? We could just go back to the coos. The coos still Oh, rules. yeah, we go to the coos. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> I, I might need to sing out my issues later, so... <laughs> So the three of you join Spin, and the four of you make your way back to the Coos, which was the gas station slash mechanic shop slash karaoke bar at night. And it is still an operating bar in the daytime. There's just cars being worked on next to you as you sit down on the bar top, and this mechanic-looking guy is serving you uh, drinks. Now, for a little bit of info dump for Johnny, so Sam has been looking for necroexercitis for some time now, and this most recent altercation was with the Warlocks. Unfortunately, Candy was kidnapped and Dolly was horrifically maimed, and she is currently bedridden and is not looking great. 
she has asked you for this one favor to bring her daughter to her because she knows that this faction is looking for her as well. And, and now they realize, you might not realize this yet, but from what she just explained, numerous factions are looking for her. So you're gonna bring her back to Dolly so that Dolly can hopefully see her daughter maybe one more time before she passes, uh, if it was that bad, or maybe hopefully, you know, that you know she'll get better, but uh, you're not sure. Yeah, so that happened. Uh... Do, you, do you tell us all that or? Uh, no, uh, so I'll, I'll, yeah, 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 I'm gonna tell you all that. Yeah. So, okay. uh, I've been this way for a while. Um, I met your parents years ago, uh, and they've they've been nothing but great friends. Um, uh, How come I've never met you? Well, that's hard to say. We we kind of we have more of a work relationship. Uh. They run a stall at the farmer's market. Sure, sure, yes. Uh, that That is what they do on Saturdays. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how to tell you this. They they are much more than vendors. In what way? You know that both Candy and Dolly work for a secret organization called Dulce Periculum. They are the bulwark of warriors that fight back the monsters from the other. Another faction, but a good one. And you have been kind of partnering up with them too, maybe not so much the organization, but with Dolly and Candy, and they have been helping you as well, looking into uh, the warlock that you're looking for. And you were able to get very close, but unfortunately they were both harmed and you kind of came out slightly unscathed. And now you feel this burden of informing Artemisia and possibly getting her back to her parents if she allows it. Yeah, so as as you see, not much sticks to me. Uh, so I wasn't hurt in this battle with, with the warlocks, but Candy Candy has gone missing. And what? I, I'm sorry you have to hear it this way. Uh, but, if, but if you come with me, uh, your, your mother, Dolly, she should be able to assist in explaining. Uh, I have ordered an entire bottle of the Coos House red wine for myself, and I'm just, like, drinking it out of the bottle. And the bottles oh, yeah. are shaped in, like, motor oil containers. Yeah. <laughs> shaped. They're not they repurposed. They it themselves <laughs> <Yeah>. in-house. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, what? How would you feel about... Maybe singing a song, light in the mood, no unchained melody, please. Ugh, I, I, uh, I, what? I. Great. Then where we, are we... where where are they? Where what? Where are we? We're in the coos. Okay. And at least Dolly, she's in the the hospital. Here? Yes. Yes. Nearby. Nearby. Well, shit. Why did you leave with that? Now I'm drunk and. I can't go see my, like, hurt mom when I'm drunk. She's... I'm only 20. She thinks I'm straight edge. Uh, we can head over in the morning. Uh, she can sober up. Yeah, do you have any sober up tricks? Oh, I know a lot. I know a ton. Uh, Here we go. 
Gimme. I'm gonna. I'm, uh, does the the coos serve coffee? Of course. Um, is it what temperature is it? Room. It's uh, yeah, just <laughs> warm motor oil. <laughs> <laughs> is it actual motor oil or is it actually? Yeah, it, it there the the container is probably like used to both fill up motor oil in a car, but then use as a coffee container after. Use the same filters for both. Yes. So it's lukewarm. It's not it's not hot coffee at all. So I'm gonna I'm gonna like go over and like get a cup of coffee and then bring it over to Artemisia as if I'm going to give it to her to drink it and then I'm gonna splash it in her face. Jesus like, are you sober yet? No, I'm just drunk and wet now. Alright, I'm gonna slap her. (laughs) Ow! What about now? That usually works for me. I don't like this. Um, All right, let's go see your mom. Okay. The four of you make your way over to the uh, local hospital here in Carthago, the Gwyneth Paltrow uh, <laughs> Hospital. Um, <laughs> you know, not the Goop Hospital. Oh, candles in the Goop Hospital. Oh God! The St. Jude Laws. Hospital Jesus. for Children in California, and now you're at the Gwyneth Paltrow <sighs> Hospital uh, Center here in Carthago. And you are able to find your way to Dolly's room. It's hard for you to enter this room. It's been several years since you've seen your parents, since you've gone off to college yourself. And the last thing you remember is them expressing that they wanted you to have a regular life. And they have kind of taught you everything that they could teach you to be an adult. And uh, now it was your turn to kind of learn how to make your way through life. Dolly was always the strong one and Candy was always kind of like the nurturing one. Hearing that Candy has been kidnapped and Dolly is here kind of broken in this hospital bed leaves you feeling a certain way. How do you approach your mother? Is she conscious? You're not sure. You'd have to get close enough. But the beeping of, you know, the standard medical equipment is going on. You could kind of hear labored breathing. So I'll I'll go in and, like, sit down next to the bed and kind of look and see if she, you know, wakes up or kind of notices me or anything. Possibly from the steps of your your feet or you know your presence you can see her start to stir she is definitely bruised uh, one eye is closed shut from a bruising and uh, you can see that there are these like dark welts on her arm um, and she starts to stir and goes oh my god is that is that you Maddie is that my baby Hi. Oh. I didn't, I didn't do such a good job having a normal university time. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. I, I knew it'd be hard for you to be able to, I don't know, assimilate into regular society. I, I know we kept you away for so long of your life, but it was for your safety, baby. I also, I'm really drunk right now, <laughs> which, which is kind of normal. So that's good, right? That's that's good. That's good, darling. It's okay. We all cope in different ways. I, I'd have to assume. I drank it in a motor oil bar. Oh, okay. All right. I, you, they didn't check IDs. They actually 
They specifically don't check IDs. It's really fucked up. There was like a six-year-old in there. Oh, well, uh, well I, I'm never one to judge, but I, I, I might check this place out and beat some people up because, you know, it's one thing to feed college kids alcohol, but I mean, six-year-olds don't belong in bars, huh? You should know better than that. I think in France they can. Uh, well, you know, France, they're a little different over there, you know? They're a lot more relaxed and... Well, anyways, uh, I- I'm sorry. Uh, who are you? Oh, I'm nobody important. These, these are my friends. This is... Uh, and I like... I know enough about Deandra to know that she probably doesn't want me to give her name. So I'm like, this is... Uh, Lauren... <laughs> And and this is this is Spin. Spin is my best friend. I wave. Well, bless your heart, Spin. Uh, I appreciate you being a friend of my darling, and uh, keeping an eye on her, and and you as well. Uh, what was? I'm sorry. What what name did we use for you? Was it Lauren? I already forgot. Yeah. Lauren. You know? yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. And, and Lauren, Lauren. You, you as well. I appreciate you being a friend. I don't think you can chain smoke in the hospital. Just so you know. Oh, I, I do all the time. <laughs> I off shucks and then you fleet and get big again. Well, Sam, I I see you've done my bit and I appreciate it. I'm uh, sorry to ask such a big task of you, but uh, I think this is more important than a lot of us realize. I'd do anything for a friend. Please, uh, please stick by. Uh, we'll probably have to ask more of you again. Uh, I'm not feeling too well and I'm not sure if I'm lacking for this world, but... What? Maddie. <laughs> Maddie. Are you dying? Well, I, I think so. Darling, I... I <laughs> no! Listen, I've, I've lived an amazing life. And when they gave you to us to protect, it was the, the best moment of my life. It gave me purpose. And I will love you forever. Yeah, because you're going to not die. Maybe I'll be lucky like Sam and I could come back as a ghost. Oh, what? This is a lot. Now, at this point, Artemisia, you are incredibly drunk, but you also feel a lot of emotion stirring inside you and also with it, power that you maybe have not felt before. You can utilize one of your new powers if you'd like at this point. Yes, please. Yeah, like <laughs> the <laughs> like sloppy, drunk, lay on hands. <laughs> Lots okay. of emotions. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'll take my mom's hands, kind of slightly swaying. Be like, you're not allowed to die. Because if you die, then I'll have to kill you. <laughs> and I'm going to use my new power, uh, which Fred and I uh, came up with together. So it is called the Dance Macabre, which is a very excellent name that Fred came up with. Um, so basically, I wanted a, a, a boosted healing power. So with this power, I roll weird. And uh, so under six, I can heal two harm but i'll take two harm uh in the middle i can heal two and take one and on a 10 plus i'll heal two and take zero so it's a little bit a little bit of risk a little bit of reward uh that's an eight okay so 
you lay your hands on your mother, even though your eyes are kind of blurry with tears and you're still feeling the effects of the alcohol that you just consumed. But you start to channel that power within you that isn't familiar and you just start pouring it through your hands. And as your spooky powers start to coalesce, you feel just life energy flowing out of you and flowing into her, but you feel like you lose a little bit of yourself and you take one harm and you heal uh, Dolly for two harm. What what just happened? What did you do? I fixed you. I can do shit. Oh. Did you always know I could do shit? Well, Mandy, I, I guess you're old enough to hear this now. Yeah, I'm um, old enough to get drunk, so... Well, technically I'm at least legally, six years old. But... <laughs> well, you are above six years old, baby. All right, well, you, you might want to sit down for this and maybe our friends as well, but uh, here I go. Just about, I would say, 12 years ago now. Candy and I, well, we've been partners forever, but uh, we're also partners in profession. We, well, we hunt monsters, baby. I'm sorry we kept this from you, but the world is dark and we just wanted to protect everyone from the horrors out there. And uh, one day this group of men came to us and asked us to take you and to protect you and to love you and raise you as ours. And how could we say no to this beautiful mule and babe in our hands? They didn't tell us much more than that, but we knew there was more. To start off, your real last name is Daniels, and we are not truly your parents. Now, look, we love you. And, and we will always be your parents, but we are not your biological parents. We really don't know who your parents are other than what they informed us, that a Jessica Daniels was your mother, and that is all we have. But with that being said, we raised you as our own for those 12 years until we sent you off to school. Now, recently we, uh, have gone back onto the hunt, and that's where Sam comes in. Uh, he came to us one day and informed us of his pursuits and what he was doing, and we decided it was a, a good pursuit, so we joined him. And we've been looking for this warlock named Darko. Well, unfortunately, the last time we tangled with him, well, uh, you see me now. Although I'm still kind of bent and broken, I, I feel much better after what you just done to me, baby, and... Unfortunately, Candy, well, they took her, and uh, I am not strong enough to fight back until I get a little bit better. So, Sam, I hate to do this, but I need you to find her. Candy and Maddie are the only important things in my life, and I just don't know what I'd do if I found out that Candy is no more. Can I ask this favor of you? Tully, you don't have to ask me. I will find Candy. I will find Darko. All right, Sam. And Lauren 
and spin. Now look, I would never place my daughter in danger, but there are things moving in the background. You have to understand something. Maddie, she is very important for a lot of reasons that I don't even understand, but I was made to protect her and now I am unable to do so and now I'm looking to you. I could tell that you're more than what you seem, especially you, young man, Spin. And uh, can I ask for you to help Sam and Artemisia finding my partner, Candy? Can you protect her? Do you make that promise to me? I'm gonna do that already. I appreciate you, Spin. And what about you, Lauren? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, I'll take that somewhat insincere answer as a yes. <laughs> no, it's sincere. I mean, she's just like I, that. I, I, yeah. Just how her face looks. <laughs> well, baby, I, I need a rest. Uh, I think I think I need to take a nap. And uh, I, I just want to say this. Don't trust anybody other than these people in this room. All right. There's a lot of things going on and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to try to pretend like they're your friends. But whatever's happening, I know you're going to get down to the bottom of and who knows, maybe you'll figure out who you really are and why all these people want you. But just remember that you're special and you're powerful and you can do whatever you want. Don't let anybody ever tell you other than that. All right, baby. I need you to find candy for me. Go find your mother. Okay. I love you, Mom. I love you, Maddie. Sam, you protect my baby. You make sure she's okay. And you get your fucking vengeance on Darko, that piece of shit. (laughs) And you stop those fucking Army of Darkness fucks from ever hurting anybody else again. As you wish. Let's go kill a wizard! And with that... Dolly closes her eyes, tears flushing out to her face. And you can see her labored breathing is relaxed a little bit more as maybe some of the pain that she incurred has been lifted from Artemisia's touch. The four of you kind of exit this hospital room, kind of staring at each other, this new adventuring party. With what little information you have with necroexercitis, the disappearance of Candy, uh, and your pursuit in finding out what's going on with Artemisia, it looks like you have a lot ahead of you. Now, any of you can roll investigate a mystery, or if Deander wants to use another connected dot, that could definitely help you in your pursuits on what next step to take. I'll investigate a mystery. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I pull out my notebook. There's hardly anything written in it. <laughs> I'm gonna just so fucking bad. <laughs> That is a three. <laughs> and that nice. is unfortunately uh, a failure. You do gain an experience. Do, um, can we, from the description of Darko, is that the mage that we had encountered previously? You're actually not 100% sure. Um, you don't have any frame of reference for names. Um, and other than maybe trying to describe this person to Sam to see if Sam can, you know, kind of recognize the features, you don't have that frame of reference. But y- you can use your connect the dots and 
you know, I would, or investigate a mystery and I would be able to tell you the answer. Right. I'm going to I'm going to suggest to the group that we go back to the the room for the sciences with all the nuggies and stuff. Take a breather so I can play with yarn and <laughs> and connect some dots. Um cuz I can't like just do that out here at the hospital. So, I say that we um we go back Take a quick breather, and then I and, and we can we can like talk some stuff out. Okay. Yeah, and I absolutely help with descriptions and whatnot. Yeah, that definitely. Um, yeah, I'll 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 try to get from Sam what he knows about this uh, Darko character. Okay, so on your way back to the unnamed center of the sciences. Um, you converse and kind of share information with each other. And within, you know, I would say like the five to 10 minute drive, uh, Artemisia, your phone starts to ring and it's Professor Gunderson. Hello? Mm. Artemisia, it would be fantastic if you could hasten back here to the unnamed center of the sciences. I, uh, well, let's just say we have guests here that are looking for you. Oh, that's cool. We're we're already going that way. Mm, I can see that you have been spending time with Deandra. You see? We're on the phone right now. It is a expression, Artemisia. It's being glib. Please okay. hasten your drunken blink, self back blink here. twice if you're in danger. You cannot see me blink, but I will let you know that I have blinked twice. I mean, no, no, I apologize. Retcon that. I I am not in danger. I am blinking once. Okay. Alright, we'll see you soon. Oh, I, don't I, like. I think Gundy might be in danger. Danger? He said he wasn't, but my mom just told me not to trust anyone. So, I think maybe Gundy is... He's at the science place. There's people there. Okay. I'm. Mm, I don't like that. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm driving, right? I'm assuming. Yes. I don't have a okay. car. And I'm drunk. Um, well, neither do I. And well, presumably so ghosts can't drive cars. Uh, no. I can presumably. take over the engine and make it run. No. Easier way to hotwire cars. I don't think I actually have that ability, so. But I can okay. say it. Damn. You can't yeah, night we can ride make us. it happen. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so I think we should go cautiously to the the center of the sciences. I think we should go cautiously because if, if Gunderson's in trouble, that's not great. Okay. So you yes. make your way to the building, and and there is nothing seemingly untoward. So you, you know, there isn't like you know, cars that look suspicious or people hanging about. Um, so you make your way up into uh, his kind of like laboratory and the nuggies are milling about. You see the tater heads as well. Um, and without kind of revealing yourself uh, to the people in this room, you do see three people. You see Professor Gunderson, Professor Albronsius, and a third person sitting in a chair. This man is exquisitely handsome 
and amazing to look at. And Deandra, you recognize this man immediately. Before you stands Alexander Skarsgård. And that is where we're going to call it. Hey everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geek Link project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventurers, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Pute. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. Samuel Adams is played by special guest star Johnny Scott at Solvent Bubbles. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds. <laughs>